if we have a brother sister who hungry and dying in Kashmir, in Pakistan, in Bangladesh, in Afghanistan, I should not sleep. Well, I mean, one of the traps of shaitan is that he will whisper to us and he will say, you know, oh, by giving such charity, you won't, you won't fix hunger. They're still oh. going to be... <laughs> when you give, don't put yourself at you giving to poor people in need. If you have that feeling, don't give it the money, keep for yourself. It's not, in reality, it's not something people who work for charities normally say. <laughs> in, no, in reality, yeah. I have to say it because Allah has been asking it. Mm. And when the lockdown started, they just had the shutters down. So just people just should throw everything on the floor, leave stuff there. You know, something would get wet, it would, maybe animals would come and tear the bags and it would just make a mess. And I thought, I hope it's not Muslims who's just leaving this here as though they, you know, they, they're just trying to get rid of it, stuff like the, the rubbish or something. When she was being given the money to Rasulullah sallallahu the dinar or the dirham, to do that to the poor person. She was doing perfume. Oh, over this part. Can to there. What she said to his wife, Rasulullah sallallahu or Rasulullah You don't know at this money, before come to the hand of the poor person, is coming the hand of Allah Jalla Assalamu alaikum and welcome to a special Ithar Relief related podcast. We have an excellent uh, discussion uh, ahead of us today, mashallah Just before we begin, just a quick reminder, hit that like and uh, subscribe button if you're interested in this kind of stuff. And let us know in the comments below uh, what you think, get involved in the discussion. Today's guest is the CEO and founder of Ethar Relief, uh, a charity uh, partner of Islam Touring Seas for the last few years. He has an amazing journey from you know being born and raised as a refugee in some of the most um, difficult places on earth, uh, Eritrean a refugee, uh, subhanAllah. But um, throughout his journey, his life has taken him through so many different countries. Um, in spite of his uh, disadvantages from a young age, he was able to get an education and excel. And mashallah, tabarakallah, he's uh, created with like-minded people uh, this big charity that is doing some amazing work for the people uh, of Eritrea, for the people of uh, East Africa and Yemen. So without further ado, here's Sheikh Sultan Omar. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Alhamdulillah khairan. Alhamdulillah salam, Sheikh. You asked me just not to call you Sheikh. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> uh, our our esteemed guest uh, Sultan Omar is the CEO and founder, sah, of Ethar uh, Relief. Mashallah So. Um, we have we have an article about your just a brief kind of um, you know uh, uh, look at your background your life you know where you came from and and, and where you ended up mashallah it's an inspiring story but I wanted just to basically for the audience to get to know you first you know who is Sultan Omar and what is his background. Uh, I am just a very simple person from background of Eritrea. I've been born in Eritrea 1967, in very early age, where was the, the, the really a conflict between Ethiopia and Eritrea, uh, the big war, one war that had been started, the free independent Eritrea from Ethiopia was in 1961. Mm. That's when just I've been born after starting the first independent uh, organization for to make Eritrea free. Uh, Six, seven years later, I've been born um, with a father and 
three brothers in my in one sister we were alhamdulillah uh, i've been in eritrea up to the age around about 12 13 years age in the beginning mm-hmm. then around about in my age in 14 i have been flooded from eritrea to djibouti from djibouti to yemen from yemen to saudi arabia from saudi mm-hmm. arabia to sudan from sudan to egypt from Sudan-la. egypt to qatar from qatar to uh, norway from norway to UK, I'm living in UK. I'm married. I have four, three boys and one girl. So you went to the the, the peak of civilization, which is Birmingham, all the way around the world, and you ended up in the (laughs) beautiful. (laughs) Alhamdulillah. You 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 personified the hadith "Kun fi dunya kal gharib." Be in this world like a traveler. MashaAllah. It is. We are we are we are traveling. May Allah Azza wa Jalla give us good ending, good media. For all our brothers and sisters, for all of us, inshallah. Ameen, ameen. You see, so you you, you came from a background of being, experiencing the hardships of uh, war, um, danger, uh, suffering, refugees, um, yourself. And and, and you mentioned in uh, the article from Ithar Relief, it mentioned, you know, that once you got to a position of security and safety yourself, there was something kind of bothering you that you didn't want to just sit back and enjoy life now but you wanted to help those who um, who were still in the position that you used to be in right? and with like-minded people and we spoke uh, with Ithar Relief in the past we've been working with them for a few years and this is one thing I you know that we I personally am uh, you know encourage people to support Ithar Relief as a result of because of that first-hand experience you know many people they kind of parachute in into kind of war zones or uh, any 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 catastrophe and they deliver much needed aid but the thing um, I noticed with our relief was it you had that connection on the ground that you know these were that your pe- your own people they're going through your own you know the, 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 the same hardships that you went through so when you yeah. w- when you uh, finally escaped you know the 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 refugee camps the uh, the hardship that come with that and you found yourself in Egypt or Qatar or you know when you were studying for example and you found yourself um, in relative kind of ease what was the thing that was pushing you to not turn your back and just carry on your life why did you want to keep you know looking back and 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 focusing on these uh, these issues. This is uh, fantastic. Dr. Salman, in my Bibles, is will listen to us. Uh, to be honest, um, in the beginning in my life, from a certain point, mm. uh, really I have I have grown up in the society what I've been seeing with my eyes. And the people have been killed and hung in, in the tree and been thrown in the streets. Mm. From the Ethiopian soldier mm. to Eritrean, the greatest a fighter to make the area free from Ethiopia. From the day I have opened my eyes, I was seeing this in reality, not in just in uh, film or in in, in a screen. No, in reality, I was being seen with my eyes. People have mm. been killed and thrown in the street, and you are not allowed to cry. And you, are, if you, if you, if you show that your face had been Emotion. touched about those person, they will mm. put you in the jail. Maybe you can be uh, cut your neck. Uh, no one have allowed to cry and feel at humanity. This man has been hanging and killing in this way. 
I grew up in this, uh, Dr. Salman. Mm-hmm. At the same time, also I was been watching with my eyes, especially, especially in that time, the area, the area where the Muslim people has been living, been branded. Uh, you can see the smoke is going to the sky. It's only mm-hmm. the Muslims area. So from, uh, and I was been, I would, I, I been grow up with hearing the, the voice of pain when the people been in jail. Uh, They've been uh, treat them in like 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 animal, and you can't. I was hearing with my, my with my ears the the voice they were been raising when they've been hit. Mm-hmm. They just got my 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 father before he go to uh, Eritrean uh, freedom. He was with Ethiopian government and was living in the camp where it is only a block for the uh, soldier of the Ethiopian uh, uh, members. And when he was in, in the beginning of life, okay. So I have, I haven't entered the, you know, now Alhamdulillah, I have four children, three boys and one girl. I don't know some kind of a childhood life at all. (laughs) Now all time when I speak with my children, or you can say the society in Europe, they call the the, the children up to age 18, what they call them, their children. Mm. Up to 18 is their children. When I spoke with my children at home, when I was 11 years, I was a man who had been leading, who was facing difficult with the life, who had been planning what I can do, how I can support my society, what, why we are in this condition. Mm. Just when I was in 11, 10 years, because I have been seeing how they've been killing my own people. For no reason. Just because they are Eritrean, they are fighters. Even some of them, they are not really fighters. But when they see them, they are strong, they look very independent and they have their own dignity. They feel mm. as those people is part of the uh, fighter. Let us take them. So I haven't, you know, now when I compare myself with my children, mm. can cannot compare my life with my children at all in any level, of course, mm. Mm. with everything. So even I haven't, I haven't entered the age of some, you call it childhood period. For, for me, was not in the way at all. Yeah. I was a man from the beginning in my life. Okay. Yeah. At the same time, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Salman, all my dear brothers and sisters who listen to us, I have entered very difficult life from the beginning. We were a very poor family. Mm. I am not from rich society. We are not from rich family. Of course, this I have been uh, mentioned about that all my life. Everyone knows who is Sultan. I'm not coming from a bureaucratic family. We have everything in our life. No. So that's mean I have been I, I've been born and grow up with a society where it is poor. I know what I know what what the mean of to be poor. First. Secondly, uh, I was I become often in very early age. Mm-hmm. Under under 14 years, I think I was 13, 12 years when my father passed away. So imagine in this age when you miss your father, mm-hmm. the one who was for you everything. Of course, life is going to be changed completely. The two things I have been facing in my life, it never was away from my mind. Wherever I go, all the time I would remember how I grew up and in which society I grew up, from which society I come. Like you have mentioned, Jazakallah. For me, especially, I have been arrived. I have been left country in early age, 
and especially I come to Europe when I was a silly young man, just under 22, 23 years old when I, when I have arrived to Norway. I was a very young man. For me, it was like many people that when you come to completely different life from the life where you was, you could very be, you know, you, you could be any, uh, very simple that like you can forget your, even your, your background. You want to change to have just a new life. Yeah, you can just close the door and you can just start new. You feel like you can just start sometimes a new uh, life. Well, I remember one of the things when I was in Norway. The most <coughs> time when, I, when I'm going to buy something uh, in the, the Norwegian uh, uh, currency, they call it Corona. Not Corona virus, but the money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would remember when I when I want to buy something with ten kron, I would be thinking this ten kron what could do what could do for my family for my relative inheritance. Mm. Was very difficult for me to spend for something unnecessary in the beginning of life, even up to date to be honest. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah, the big blessing Allah has given me, I have never forget my background where I come from. So all time I've been related, contacted with my background of the society. In all, all time was in my mind uh, how to help, how to support. This was alhamdulillah one of the big blessings Allah has given me in my life. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So <clears throat> you mentioned something interesting there. You about so we, we've spoken in the past with uh, uh, Ithar Relief about you know this this uh, three four generations of refugees you know from Eritrea. Five, five, five generations of refugees. Five generations of refugees. Uh, so from a long time. Uh, in, uh, between you know the, the conflicts between Eritrea and Ethiopia, for example, and the fact that um, you mentioned, you know, you th as a child you would see you know somebody strung up on a tree or somebody lynched or murdered. W what did you mean about they're waiting to see who shows emotion? Did, uh, so um, were they trying to kind of? remove any empathy and any uh, sympathy that you have for those people to try and yes exactly exactly you are not allowed to yeah. show even you know, just feeling like human when yeah. you see a person being killed being thrown in the street mm. or being hanging in the tree you are not allowed to show any kind of what you feeling about him because they want to give you much listen if you do anything like this yeah. if you go to the soldier to fight us against us. One day will catch you up and will bring you in this in this, in this yeah, situation. Yeah. Just to be, uh, they 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 bring them to to the front of the people just to show, be aware, we are after you. Subhanallah. So to scare people and at the same time to kind of uh, maybe, uh, I mean, I was thinking of the word dehumanization to stop people yeah. having empathy and and recognizing the humanity Completely. Uh, in Completely. the other person. Subhanallah. Um, but one thing you mentioned, you know, in your journeys from, you know, escaping that um, conflict, uh, being a refugee, and then finally, there was one one uh, statement in the article that that really struck out, and you mentioned the difference between going from a refugee to a citizen, right? Um, what what is because many of us take this for granted. We don't know what it what the difference is on the, on the, in the international system between a refugee and a citizen. What is the the that chain that happens in your in your rights in your constitution as a human being? You know how are you seen 
by uh, by yes you know absolutely that was the first system. time I have been feel that feeling was in Norway mm. when I come to Norway of course um, because up to the day I have arrived to Norway I didn't have any uh, my own nationality uh, because I have been fled from Asia like a refugee absolutely mm. I want to, to enter Sudan like refugee I come to Sudan like refugee. Uh, the first um, United United Nation document they give me in New Sudan. With that passport, I have been traveled to Egypt. With that passport, I have been traveled to Qatar. So that was called a refugee so, passport. Yes. Mm. So the first time I I, I had feeling with my own independent uh, like human, mm. I have right uh, where I feel are some kind value in my life when I have arrived to Norway. Mm, of course, Norway for me is one of the best thing in my life because they welcome me with open heart and they give us all opportunity in Norway. Really, I have been changing my life. I have established in my life in Norway. I have started to have very confident life in Norway. Alhamdulillah, I have mm. been married in Norway. I've been Allah uh, blessed mm. with four children in Norway. <coughs> Norway, to be honest, is the country that give me life. From the love I have for Norway up today, I will never, in, forever, I'm going to change my passport. Mm. I, will, I have, I have been in UK now over 15 years, but the, the country okay. that been welcomed me, the country that give me uh, love and um, human's life starting in Norway, uh, this part of my life will continue with the thank and deep of my heart. Yeah. The beautiful welcoming I have been received in Norway, in uh, that was that was the start point for me in. in my life to be honest so, like what, i said what was so, sorry carry on from from that time i feel i have value in this mm. in this dunya in this earth i am norwegian i have a norwegian passport imagine uh, i was when i have been receiving the norwegian passport i was around about i have been entered 27 or 28 years old that is the first time where i feel mm. i am a man who have the right but at the same time I still I haven't forget where I come back from, yeah. and I would been thinking about the thousand of my brothers and sisters who mm. been spread over the world. Not the people who been arrived to Europe because they have more rights, like human. When you compare with another country in the in the in the Gulf area in Africa, mm. for example, in, in Egypt, we have thousands of the Eritrean refugees. They will never get it nationality. We have Eritrean people. They live in, for example, in Saudi Arabia over the last fifty years in Qatar, in Kuwait. Mm in Marat, in, in all the region. But no way that you can get it, not nationality, even permanent permission for saying that you have to renew every two years, every three years. Mm-hmm. So imagine when I come to Norway, in seven years, I get the Norwegian citizen, not second class, not the third class, not the fourth class. I have the same passport, the, the son of the king in Norway, the son of the prime minister of Norway, the family of the prime ministers in Norway. We, mm-hmm. Me and them, there is one people. So, subhanallah, yani, it really was for me very big, uh, especially I've been remember also the people been, I have my own family, mm-hmm. I have my own brothers and sisters who live in this different, in different area of the world where they do not have that uh, ability, that the beautiful chance I get it in my life. Mm. Subhanallah. Why do you think, so you, you alluded to this um, uh, just now, but I was just thinking why why do you not have that same feeling for when you're in Egypt, for example, or Qatar or any other countries? So because they made you feel like one of them, they made you feel like that as a, in, in Norway, they made you feel like 
you know you know uh, Dr. Salman, let me say, let me say something to you when i arrived yeah. in norway 2007 of july the first time when i come to fly uh, airport mm. i remember up to now the policewoman she asked she come and she she asked me she took the detail and imagine just when i arrived to airport do you believe what she said to me well from the day i have been arrived at airport she said me sultan you're more than welcome to norway where are you going to start a new life with the right of the humanity with with full confidence of new life and changing norway is your home country and Imagine I have met an interview. I don't know what's going, mm. but the way she been welcomed me. I don't want to say how many action I have been faced in where I was in that area. The way they deal me when I compare it together, mm. it like sky and flow. Subhanallah. <laughs> There's a power of the, I, the I, first I, I impression. Would just, I would describe it, you know, with mm. every word because everyone knew it to this. Wallahi mm. al-Azim, I swear by Allah, the way she welcomed me that the policewoman in Norway. Mm. Yes, I have not. Look, at the same time, I'm black man. I'm not white. Okay. Mm. I'm coming from Africa. I'm a Muslim. She is a, a white woman. She is Norwegian. Maybe she don't believe any religion. Just the way she welcomed me with the humanity only. Mm. At the same time, when you compare, just leave it there. <laughs> SubhanAllah. So we've got a long uh, way to go with the Muslim uh, kind of majority countries uh, in terms of how, how they treat refugees and, and so forth. But one could argue that, I mean, how what are the numbers of refugees entering Norway compared to Sudan or Egypt? You know, of course, it some... the number can, can, cannot yeah. compare, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think so in Norway. In total, the last, uh, for example, from the day I have been arrived, say, from the day I've been arrived, around about 30 now. I don't think so. in Norway, Eritrean refugee, they reach uh, uh, 100,000. I don't think mm. so. But if only in Sudan, in one camp, you will have 100,000 people. SubhanAllah. No, no. The number is in Sudan, even now in Egypt, you know, SubhanAllah, after the, the, the system and the, the, the new rule, uh, the new regulation has come in Saudi Arabia, thousand, hundred thousand of the people, they've been flooded to Egypt because mm. that was the, the closest destination in easy to to move to, to Egypt, and at the same time, the, the life they have it in Norway, in in Egypt, it's it, it's it's not easy. It's not mm. easy. You know, every single day we receive report and call from the people they live in there. I wish I wish to be honest. Uh, I wish all those people been struggling, even the Eritrean, non-Eritrean, all those people they get it the same journey. I get it the same welcome I have been received mm. in Norway. Even from that, if they can receive it ten percent, twenty percent in the Muslim world. They could have good yeah. life, but it, 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 Allah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with them, with, with everyone who's struggling, I mean. facing difficulty in this area. I mean, have you, what do you think the, the, the way forward is then for, for, you know, solving these issues on a wider or a systemic level? How, do, you, do you ever think about that? Because it's very important to, you know, um, help the people who are in dire need. And I want to get to you know some of the projects that uh, you have for you know for for helping those people who are need and trying to alleviate the suffering. But have you ever thought about the the kind of global, maybe political or um, or kind of strategic 
To be honest, Dr. Salman, the issue is very Tarbawi, Tarbawi answers to, you know, uh, plans for these uh, th these problems. Yeah. To be honest, Akhi, Dr. Salman, in, in the, the issue is a very big issue, mm -hmm. not only for the Eritrean refugee, but around the humanity in the world. Uh, at the same time, if, 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 you, if you're going to uh, uh, calculate by number, over the world, the Muslims who are suffering and receiving difficulty Muslim society, mm -hmm. wherever you go, the high number of the refugees over the world, you will get the Muslim people now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, with another also religion who have been suffering, been flooding and facing difficult. This issue, to be honest, need to be sorted in in different level. Firstly, firstly, if if I have uh, guidance and anyone can listen to me from the Muslim world who have the power and leadership, mm. it is only one line can be sorted all the issue. That we can equal with each other the way Allah has created us. In Hadi Umatukum Umatan Wahida, Wana Rabbukum Fabudu. It is end. Mm. So, one, one version of the ayah could sort it all the issue in the Muslim world. At the same time, Allah Azzawajal had blessed some country in the Muslim world with the big blessing and mercy. Allah gave him wealth you cannot account. We don't need all that wealth to take from them. I will give you something, maybe it will broke your heart. I wish I could reach this message to anyone who listen to me, especially from the people who have it. We don't need from them to give us the balance they have it in Switzerland, in UK, in America, in France, in Germany. We don't need it. You know what we need, Akhi Dr. Sarna? All we need when they make the walima ready to eat the food, and they can eat only what they want to eat, to do not throw the rest of the food to rubbish. What they throw in the rubbish, if they give our people who are suffering hungry around the world, mm -hmm. could not be suffering anyone to be hungry. I hope that this message could reach the heart of the people, anyone who have heart. Mm -hmm. Add to that, zakah. I have been, when I was in Egypt, one of the brothers, I forget his name, he make it, uh, he making presenting him his, his degree level with zakat. And he's saying the country of the, the, the oil, may Allah give them more blessing barakah, the oil country, if they calculate and take it the right zakat, mm. the right zakat is something 2.5, it's not a big number. Yeah. Non one, non one of the Muslim, even from the humanity, could be suffering or hungry in the world. That means, Dr. Salman, we are away from the guidance for Allah. Mm. If we follow the, the, the purpose Allah has created us, if we follow the guidance Allah has given us to be and to look each other after each other, mm. we are there been the issue sorted so the ayah you mentioned just to translate it then this this nation of yours is one nation and i am your lord so worship me so the unity of the muslims um is a very important thing a theme and a value of, of us as well at islam 21 c dr salman add to mm. that look the hadith of nabi what do you think of the conversation so far get involved in the comments below to let us know Dr. Salman, add to mm. that, look the hadith of Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Even I'm a, I'm a charity man working for the charity for the humanity with everyone. But Alhamdulillah, at the same time, I'm Muslim. I'm proud to be Muslim. I, I am so proud of my religion and deen, of my guidance of Allah Azza wa in Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One of the biggest push and morale has given me to work with the charity is Islam and my deen. Mm. And that's also as guidance of Allah and Rasul. Look, uh, Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasallam, when he speak about the Ummah united, about the Ummah is one body. What he saying? إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ كَالْجَسَدِ الْوَاحِدِ Look at the hadith. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ كَالْجَسَدِ الْوَاحِدِ إِذَا اجْتَكَى مِنْهُ الْعُدُ تَذَاعَ لَهُ سَائِرُ الْجَسَدِ بِالسَّهَرِ وَالْحُمَّةِ Subhanallah. The Ummah, the nation is like one body. If you think, if this finger, Akhi Dr. Salman, being cut from you, do you feel the pain only in this finger? No. You're going to feel in all your body. It's only been cut from me, the small finger. It's not all the finger, not all the heart, just part, small part. But the pain, it will be affect all your body. Exactly, the Ummah should be. Mm. If we have a brother sister who's hungry and dying in Kashmir, in Pakistan, in Bangladesh, in Afghanistan, I should not sleep. If a people dying hungry and struggling, not feeling well in Eritrea, in East Sudan, in Sudan, in Djibouti, in Yemen, in Palestine, mm. in Gaza, we should not sleep. In Syria, we should not sleep. Because they are part of us. And Nabi alayhi sallam has mentioned that we are one body. Mm. It, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense that this is from this nationality, this is from that nationality. And Allah Azza has said in that Quran, in that area, وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا لِتَعَارَفُوا إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَطْعَامُ Allah Azza just make us uh, ethnics and groups just to know each other. But your value is with Allah Jalla Qudratu, which kind of the relation you had. SubhanAllah, yeah. I mean, anytime we, we begin to talk about, um, you know, the, the the suffering of the Ummah, right? And it, 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 there's always a, a natural tendency to try and kind of, um, people want to ignore it, the nafs, he wants to ignore it, he wants to, and shaitan wants to, make us distracted and, and think about something else or talk about something else. So when the pop-up comes up or the, the advert on the television saying these people are hungry, you know, automatically almost we, um, sorry, uh, automatically almost we, uh, we try and kind of change the channel in our mind even. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you do to try and kind of keep your, your attention fixed where it should be? Look, you, that's beautiful, message, beautiful uh, question you're asking. That is, if you make, look, Allah, what he said in the Quran, you know, all the guidance we have in our, in our religion, in Kitabullah, Jallat Qudrat. Allah, what he said in the Quran, وَبْتَقِي فِي مَا أَتَاكَ اللَّهُ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَةِ Whatever Allah has given you in this dunya, whatever. The ayah, it gives you the, 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 the title. Under that, you could put hundreds of lines. So, with whatever you have, Allah has given you. If your face is going to be, if your face, uh, if your face is going to be Allah Jalla Qudratu, you will reach to the point. Mm. If 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 we if we uh, have you, the, use this whatever use whatever Allah has given you to seek out the home of the hereafter. That's that's that is the, the point. To mm. be honest, from that point, that we could be. Uh, guide each other to the right, to the right action. And at the same time, look, Hadith Nabi Asallam, 
والله لا يؤمن أحدكم قالوا من يا رسول الله قال الذي يحب لأخيه الذي ما يحب لنفسه إنما يحب لأخيه the one who is not the person right believer if you are not exactly have the love what you love for yourself if you don't love for your brother mm. now we enter into a, a great blessed month may Allah Azza wa extend our lifetime Amen. in Alhamdulillah Allah Azza wa keep us up to date in, in, uh, we are in life may Allah grant the high level of the Firdaus Al-Ana all our lovely brothers and sisters who have been passed away Amen. especially Amen. and this is a very difficult period with the coronavirus and Allah give patience sabr to the rest of the mm. family but me and you and my all dear brothers and sisters who listen to us we are in life how we prepare ourselves not to make ready food different kind of food to be ready in iftar time for ourselves no ramadan is not that that that, that is not is for uh, ramadan is not for that purpose has been prepared mm. but to how we going to meet our lord allah jalla ramadan with the feeling for our brothers and sisters was in very difficult situation. Before two years ago, Dr. Salman, I was in one of the camp in East Sudan with one of the lovely brothers with me from, from UK. Subhanallah, we've been entering a, a tilt with a woman, she has two children. How are you? Alhamdulillah. How are you doing? Okay. I tried to take from her, how is her situation? After many push, and she saying to me, Wallahi, three nights I didn't have anything to eat. Was in Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Three nights have nothing to eat. And you had to push her to tell you. Wallahi, <laughs> I, I push her to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if this is a woman, regardless from which background, she's a woman saying, La ilaha illallah Muhammad. How are we going to face Allah with this, with these mm. things? Some people, some people, they, well, I mean, one of the traps of shaitan, right, is that he'll whisper to us and he'll say, you know, oh, by giving such charity, you won't, you won't fix hunger. There's still oh, going to be. No. <laughs> Wallahi, no, that is not uh, what you're asking me, to be honest. Um, it will sort it, absolutely. If you give, why not? Subhanallah, I mean, also, it's not that not a responsibility, but your duty is only give what you can. Mm. Don't make um, excuse that if we if we do that, cannot help the poor. No, 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 no. Mm. It will help absolutely. But just give from what, what Allah has given you. At the same time, and when you give, don't put yourself at you giving to poor people in need. If you have that feeling, don't give it the money. Keep for yourself. Make sense. This is to everyone who feel like when he gives some money, at, you know, he becomes very happy and so proud that because he gives money for the poor person. It's not, in something, reality, it's not something people who work for charities normally say. <laughs> in, no, in reality, yeah. this, see, I have to say it because Allah has been asking me. Mm. This reality, in the, in the, the reality is that you give him something for your insult. This message, this word is not from me. Is even if not from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but from the one who's created me and created you, and Allah has created the guy who's going to be money for the poor people. Allah has can Allah doesn't miss it to say, "Wama tuqaddimuhu lilfuqarai walmasakin, wallajiin, walaitam, walarami." Allah doesn't miss that word. 
to mention the ayah, what you give for the poor, for the orphan, for the people in need, for hungry, for the refugee. Allah, Allah, those people, Allah created them. But Allah was saying about the giving, Dr. Salman. Whatever of the good deed you give, take away all what was in your mind that you give him for your own benefit, for your own credit when you return to Allah Azza wa That day, that day, you're going to be, it's going to be run from you, each one, everyone. Even your mom. May Allah grant to Jannah, my mom, she passed away Amen. before two years ago. Her memory was out of the control. When I'm with her, when I speak with her, I say, oh, my mom, may Allah take me before you. Is that time it become memory to my mind? No, Allah doesn't show me that time. That you go before me and I be in this earth after you. She didn't have the memory. But you know, the, the humankind in, in, in her body. She said, no, Sultan. Yom al-Qiyamah, what it will be? She will run from me. I will run from my own children. When I come to my mom, my mom, I am close to pass the test. Just I need one point. I have 49 and I need one point to carry on with 50 away from Jahannam to Jannah. She will say, my lovely son, I'm sorry. I'm in need more in you. I don't have nothing. But in this time, in this action, in that point, what it will help you? What was been given today? Hadith يقول المرء تحت ذل صدقته إلى أن يغضى في أمره. Everyone يوم القيامة is not shadow, only shadow of Allah and shadow that the 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 honey was been given to the people. You will be under that shadow يوم القيامة up to the judge has been dealing with your application. You going to Jahannam or to Jannah? So it's up to you what you going to give. Don't give for the poor and people in need. Give for your own benefit. Credit you you'll find in advance. And what he said, he mentioned Hadith Nabi alayhi sallam in this action, in this area. He doesn't stop them. What you have from your own money? You, you, you dress it and been old, you throw it away. You eat it and been finished? No. You have been donated for the sake of Allah Azza wa and been prayed for you in your name with Allah Jalla Qudratu. That you're going to find him So we should we should look at it as a service that we are investing into Absolutely. for the hereafter. Don't Absolutely. feel that when you're giving sadaqah, don't feel that you're helping someone or you're helping Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. This yeah. is the reality. At the same time, Dr. Salman and to my all loved brothers and sisters, remember it's good that we can, you know, Alhamdulillah, we don't have something um uh, specific target to speak about. Mm. Just I speak about my experience, what I face, what I uh, feel. Mm. And, uh, can you give me this opportunity to speak with you, public from you. Your, from this beautiful maiden uh, destination, like remark. Look, the reality of the dunya, what we have, is for how long? This is not for Dr. Saman I'm asking. I'm asking to anyone listen to me, the doctors, the business people, the teachers, the students, everyone in the world, Whoever going to listen to my message, how much how much guarantee you have in your life for how long? Ten years, twenty years, fifty years, five months, three weeks, one week. You don't have anything. Tomorrow is a very long way to go. Is that from where comes that? 
Allah Azza had mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ قَدًا وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُوتُ Tomorrow, no one can give you guarantee that you're going to do this, you will be in that point. No one, no one, no one. I will do it tomorrow, definitely. No, you can't do it. How many we know from our level brothers and sisters, they were with us Monday, we hear about Tuesday, they left this one and they came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So al-hadith, al-Nabi Asalaam, yaqul al-Akhi, Dr. Salman, and to all my lovely brothers and sisters, al-kaysu man dana nafsah, wa man amila lima da'da al-mawt. The intelligent, smart man, the clever boy, the strategical man, the one who's planning in advance for 10, 100, 50 years, saving money, dividing his money, this and this and that, he knows that the smart man, to be honest, in the value of Islam, the smart man is the one who against his own interests. The nafs all time guide you to a not right direction. And nafs is a shaitan. But what is the, who is the intelligent smart man? The one who, who against his own interests, only what Allah can accept it. And then he do for the day when he returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean that that I think some people they they say that's why sadaqa was named sadaqa <laughs> from the you know the belief that you have that you're it's a proof of your your uh, belief in the unseen and uh, you know the consequences where you're uh, investing this money into and absolutely I think there's the on a on a on a kind of deeper metaphysical point even right I think there's we need to remember that the reason, sometimes the reason why money comes in our hand is because Allah put it there in order for it to go to the destination. And if we don't take it to the destination, it will stop coming from the, the source. You know? Allah Akbar. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the in the hadith, hadith is every single day, Malaika, mm. Allahumma a'ti li kulli munfiqin khalafa. Mm. We don't want to say another one because we don't mean angry the people who are being here. Kanjushka, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 the hadith the Prophet said angels uh, make dua for destruction against the miserly person and for giving more for the, the person who gives sadaqah um, just for the benefit of the audience. And, and, and also the Prophet for example in some hadith he said things like you know um, no, no people stop paying their zakah Except Allah stops the rain, or He only gives the He only sends down the rain for the the animals, or not even the animals. That if you stop the 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 end destination of the where the wealth is supposed to go, Allah will turn off the tap from yeah. at the beginning. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And the reason why. So when Allah bless you to give, you yeah. have to thank Allah Azza wa And when Allah give you blessing to give, you have to thank this is from Allah what has given, and you give it to the people Allah has created. Mm. And you know, Akhi, Dr. Salman, if I'm going to speak about the example I have seen in my life, in, the, in, in short my life, of course, in the journey I have been uh, followed in, with Isar, I've seen Ajab, Wallahi something you cannot describe by word, even you need day, months, week to say all what I've seen. Whatever you give for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, you will never lose it. I, I, I have many of the brothers, some of them, they are business brothers. When they give the money, they, they get it back straight away. Cannot be delayed. I have one of them all time. You know, يعني سبحان الله في بالمسألة يقولون إذا صديقك عسل لا تلحسن. إذا 
اذا صديقك عسل لا تلحسه اذا اذا فريند از هاني دونت ليك فريند متفوق <تصفيق> 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 <
So I will love my power, my power or my dirham to come in the hand of Allah SWT with beautiful smell. Yes, with perfume. If you believe that, and the risk of tomorrow is in the hand of Allah, Allah has been given you, and Allah will give for those people, you will never think about to stop giving to anyone. And this is the real credit. When you give in this way, when you trust that you give in for Allah, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by to follow the order of Allah Azzawajal, in your money they have right to the, the poor and the uh, people in need that you have to give them through zakah. Yeah. Maybe sometimes you can give more in zakah. What I know with experience in life, I've been seeing in this journey, Dr. Salman, cannot stop you to give anything only when you open your heart only to the dunya, that you forget you're going to die today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean stop everything and make ready yourself to die. No, make balance. You know, I, I always remember that hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that you mentioned she would perfume on the sadaqah enjoying what you see so far give us a like and a share and uh, subscribe if you're interested in this kind of stuff remember that hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that you mentioned she would put perfume on the sadaqah and the charity before giving it because near my house there's a charity shop and in when the lockdown started um you know the you know people normally bring stuff like clothes and toys and whatnot or kitchen appliances to the charity shop they would sell and make money or they would give, go to people in need and when the lockdown started they just had the shutters down so just people just <laughs> used to throw everything on the floor leave stuff there you know something would get wet or maybe animals would come and tear the bags and it would just make a mess and i thought i hope it's not muslims who's just leaving this here as though they you know they, they're just trying to get rid of it stuff like the, the rubbish or something but what's in our hearts, you know, when we when we give something for the sake of Allah, are we even thinking this is this is being accepted by Allah? We want it to be accepted by Allah, so to give it in the best, you know, uh, best possible way to give nice things, not kind of tore up clothes and um, things that no one can use, but you know, things that you would you would wear yourself, things that you would use yourself and your own children. Absolutely, you have to believe that, yeah, and you have to believe that. And at the same time, remember, Aki, uh, my dear brothers and sisters, whatever, whatever, for the sake of Allah, you give, I swear by Allah, Allah show you in the dunya before Akhirah result of that. Never go away, never go away. Allah, uh, there was a brother uh, in Birmingham with us. His little boy, he become, after he born, I think, a few months. There was before many years ago, around about six, seven, close to ten years now. Was in critical situation hospital. The whole hospital, they don't know what she have the child. Class, everyone have they give up. And they saying we don't know what is issue with him. Just we'll wait. Maybe he will die today or tomorrow, something like that. The the hospital they give up. They give up completely. This is a very close brother to me. He called me. I remember the, the time was in a very, very, very special that time. I remember like now. He called me around about uh, two o'clock in the morning. It was in summertime. Abu Salman, I'm in the hospital with my little boy. We have very critical time. Uh, there was one of the brothers, he visited me with me to that uh, refugee camp. 
Please hit me specifically target one of the marakis. Please send sadaqah and ask that sheikh to make dua himself with children, blah, blah, blah. Say, inshallah, don't worry. May Allah make you. That at uh, 2 o'clock was in Sudan, around about 4 o'clock in the morning, at the time of Salat al-Fajr. I called to the sheikh, sheikh, you remember the guy who visited? Yes, I remember. Please, his child is in very bad condition. He sent his sadaqah to your children in Merkaz because, you know, the most children in this... Uh, Center Tahbi Quran, they cannot dream to eat meat only one time a year. Mm. No way. So let's make a sacrifice lamb and make them good lunch, and tomorrow I will transfer money. Say, inshallah, Sultan, money it will come anytime. No problem, inshallah. Dua, we are not going to dua for the money. This is our brother, our child. Don't worry. Mashallah, they started making dua after Salah. Before Salah al Fajr in Tahajjud, around about 300 uh, orphan, mm. poor. مراكز صحفي القرآن كبر في القرآن لمكفهم دعاء إن صلاة الفجر إن صلاة الفجر لمكفهم دعاء فيهم إن لمكفهم دعاء إن صلاة الضحى everyone at twelve o'clock in UK time the child life has been completely turned back to him the hospital became crazy he been he didn't surprise with the hospital he called me Sultan what you done I have done nothing I called the sheikh I asked him raise your hand to Allah the child is now, mashallah, a great young man. When you give the sadaqah, you stop the hunger of Allah. Yeah. It, 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 it extinguishes the anger of Allah. So the sadaqah could extend in your lifetime. You know, the, you mentioned a point about the ayah about uh, the haqq of the, the sa'il. Yeah. That the right that the, 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 the poor person, the one who is in need, has over us. And it's important, I think, sometimes to memorize that that goes beyond, mention that that goes beyond zakah. So we might think that I gave my zakah, I don't have to do anything anymore. You but if we to. think, if we actually look at what's going on, a zakah is for normal circumstances. You know, in the obligatory, you have to take it out. Yeah. But still, those people in need, they have right to money. And that's something I don't think we, in the Western world in particular, when we think talk about personal property and and so forth, this is mine. Uh, I think we need to remind ourselves sometimes that, and and we don't like to think about this because it brings some anxiety and moral kind of burden on us. But this the the money in my pocket, if I'm able to, I'm able to save someone's life with that, and that's not a good feeling to have to think about. Because it makes us feel guilty, so we just kind of turn it off. But we need to keep turning it on sometimes to remind us that. I remember, I remember one of the things, one of the lover brother with me in, this, in, in Birmingham. In total, from the day I knew him just uh, before up to the last uh, three years ago, four years ago, uh, he donated a minimum, not less than 300, 400 thousand pounds. And you know, finally, finally, I find this guy, do you can't believe it, he living in a rent house. I said, are you crazy, man? You're giving money to the refugee and you say you're still, you're still, you say you're staying in rent house. Why you don't buy house? Do you know what he said to me, the Akhid Dr. Salman? Everything's rented what, what, from what, Allah. What, what, what do you think he said to me? Eh? <laughs> Everything's rented from Allah. <laughs> he said to me, Sultan, how long I'm going to stay in my home? Hmm. Wallah, I've been shocked. Usually, you know, in Europe, where we live, the people they, they 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 look to buy house like Farida, especially if the house is only to stay in. Yeah. I'm not giving fatwa, but like the people how they act with the with, with the point. This guy he has money. Mm. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, he went to me around about 500,000 pounds in that time. Oh, no. Alhamdulillah, finally he bought his home out, non any problem, Allah bless him. But yeah. up to that day, I've been shocked. A person giving for the second of year around about 500,000 pounds, and he lived in, in, in a rent flat. And he said to me, how long am I going to stay in this flat? I, really, I stopped. I, what I shall say? SubhanAllah. Well, that's maybe a higher level of tawakkul then. Then Allah bless Alhamdulillah finally. Business went very well, he bought his own. So I, what I want to say, is this doesn't mean at just give all what you have and you say poor and uh, hung in your hand to another. No, no. Uh, how much you give and Allah will return to you. It's, you have to believe that. Mm. How much you give, and you will get it back. You're dealing with Allah. It's, imagine if a man, me and me, if you have Alhamdulillah, good relationship and you are a person, Allah has blessed with many wealth, health. If I say to you, Akhir, Dr. Salman, I'm in need, please give me something. You will never return me. Especially if you know me, if I'm, I'm coming to you with a need uh, situ situation, and you recognize my situation, you will never, you will never, you will never close the door and go for time. It doesn't happen. Mm. So imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you give for the sake of Allah Azza wa do you think Allah will return you? And that giving, you will see it in your life, blessing with your husbands, with your children, with your health. You will see it, all the blessing when you give something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. Subhanallah. Um, you know, just like though, when we when we try and maximize our reward, certain things, right? So, um, you know, they say the intention, for example, is the uh, you know the the trade of the scholars or the trade of the righteous people, right? So, two people might be praying, doing the same act, but internally, one is has more khushu, one is has more intentions, or they might be reciting Quran. And so the, the reward is different for those people. I often wonder when it comes to sadaqah, can we think of, you know, ways how to maximize the impact of our sadaqah? And maybe, of course, first and foremost is for Allah's sake and for our own benefit. But we also want to see strategically certain outcomes to that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, because this in this world of causes and effects and asbab and, and you know nataj they uh, you know allah has legislated to for us to do certain things and we want to see what's the best strategy to for example uh, you know alleviate hunger alhamdulillah <coughs> excuse me alhamdulillah <laughs> so um the uh, what i'm asking is what are the what are the causes right of hunger and extreme poverty and what are the things that we can do strategically to try and affect these uh, issues because I, I i was listening to a talk uh, just a few hours ago and someone was mentioning you know that the percentage that the number of people on earth are below like kind of extreme poverty line has reduced since you know is it's been reducing slowly uh, I'm not sure, and he said sometimes that could be because the way you calculate it or whatever. But generally speaking, there are some areas where maybe not that many people are looking at in order to try and look at the root causes of poverty, as well as obviously feeding the hungry person. That's very important for us. But what are your thoughts about strategically? What are the causes of poverty, and how do we address those? Yeah. 
one of the things, Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us in Isa relief from the day we have been established up to this time. And since 2006, Alhamdulillah, we have been grow up strategically from, from nothing up to good level, Alhamdulillah. In the last year, I remember in 2006, our income was less than 30,000 pounds. Alhamdulillah, in 2020, the last year, our, our, our income was in total 3.700,000, something amazing, 3,700,000, something very, very huge improvement. And Alhamdulillah, uh, in, in all our journey, we have very beautiful uh, outcome of these uh, things, what we had, we, the challenge we have been done with the people in need to take them from to the poverty to uh, some kind of the good life, Alhamdulillah. The most part where we work hard is educated the people, the generation, Alhamdulillah. And we've been, been, been focused about to build a few secondary schools for the boys, for the girls, where was no hope but uh, to be educated, especially the majority of the refugees, they, they don't have the access. The last 40, yeah. 50 years, United Nations, they say, as those refugees, we are not allowed to build secondary school. Imagine from 1967 up to now, the United Nations, they have not taken the responsibility to build a secondary school in the refugee camp. Because between, and the title they have, the refugees, they were when? The year I've been born. I grow up in a marriage. I have now four children. All of them, they've been graduated from university. And our own people in that camp, they don't have right to get access for secondary school. The first secondary school has been built in refugee camp from ourselves in one of the camp, then also in one of the biggest camp for the girl, one mm. uh, American agency for Araha uh, in the United States, and one from us also from ISAR in another camp. You see, imagine from that time up to then, was known access for those refugee secondary school, only they have to flood from the village to city, did not have everyone that the capacity to send, especially send his daughter to be away from them, to live mm. uh, alone, you know, the culture and background, it doesn't let them, especially those people. So now the, first, the, the we, we've been focusing about the education, alhamdulillah. Uh, now, by blessing from Allah, we have a great partnership with our brothers in East Sudan, the WETCO, our partnership who work in the, in the field. Mm. <clears throat> the last the, the last 10 years, alhamdulillah, bless us, hundreds of the boys and girls, they enter university. Where was at, was no hope at all. And now we have uh, many graduated uh, boys and girls from this camp. They didn't have, was no hope to even dream for that, alhamdulillah. Okay. At the same time, also, we were looking to make some kind of investment at uh, what you call uh, Teach me how to fish and don't give me fish. We are now uh, focusing also to have some kind of different courses for the women, for the widows, especially for the poor, mm. to train them sea machine, cow, cow milk and fridge. And we also train them to uh, for the boys uh, to have some kind of technical school, mechanical, paying mobiles, and, and to be building, working with the building technician. Uh, we're working mm. in different uh, things that where we can let them to invent their own life, not just wait from us that we support them with mercy regulation. Mm. In this alhamdulillah, we enter and we are going to focus with that within our I mean, uh, fundamentally, the human being is a useful, <laughs> you know, creature. He or she is a, has so much potential um, to 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 have an impact to do something productive. 
we just need that you know guidance and a bit of leadership and tarbiyah from a young age to unlock mm. our potential to do so many things finally and maybe one day soon that you know all the countries that are you know mistreating the refugees they will beg them to come with the skills that they have and the inshallah, inshallah absolutely you know, yeah. absolutely um uh, w- one thing I've always been interesting though interested though in um when it comes to poverty is uh, those are very kind of interesting uh, and and very important areas you know education giving skills some people say kind of giving micro loans and getting kind of people's um businesses started for people and and abilities and so forth but what do you think about um the role that violence plays in uh, in poverty um one thing that I um I came across a few years ago and and it kind of stuck in my head. Uh, I think he's passed away now, but someone called Gary Haugen, he um he wrote this book called uh, The Lotus Effect and he t- uh, he subtitled it Why the End to Poverty Requires the End to Predatory Violence. Because he said it's actually predatory violence that pulls people when they're trying to get out of poverty, it pulls them back down with with no kind of law and order, with no access to law enforcement, no access to justice, uh, things like that. I wonder if in the areas that you you've covered in your life, have you seen that as a as one of the causes of of people staying in poverty? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That so is one of women, the causes. For example, in particular, women are more vulnerable, widows, yes. uh, uh, and so forth. And maybe this is one of the wisdoms behind the Prophet focusing so much. On supporting and Allah found Allah supporting the widow, because when when the well, when the husband or the father of the house dies, other kind of pe- evil people will attack them and take their wealth, and and then they will fall into uh, poverty. Yes, uh, to be honest, uh, it, it could be in some area mm. struggling and in, 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 in entering into the, the poverty area. Some of that, but um, also this all this this also you can say it is. Um, uh yeah it it is in the society you can find that mm-hmm. that issue now yeah i mean we take it for granted that we have the ability if somebody you know attacks you or robs you or something you can call the police and somebody will turn up eventually but in some societies you know this basic safety people don't have that and it's interesting that i was wondering that the prophet when he mentions when he gives that um future narrative that Islam will spread until this and that. One of the things he mentioned was Islam will spread until a woman can travel without fear, you know. Yes. And I was thinking this is a duty on all of us to ensure safety and security for for people. Um, At the same time, you know, Dr. Salman, one of the things also we need to, in all time, all time when you feel, when you have a feeling about another in, in, in the right direction, that is one of the important part, uh, and as a very big push mode for yourself, at let you to think about another. Look, Nabi Ali when he's saying, "Man lahu Look, he's giving you the the, the the reality of the value in this life. But we, let me say this message to the Muslim, because Rasulullah is our, our, our messenger, and we follow him. And his order, his guidance is part of our iman. When he say, Man lahu The one who have daily food. Mu'afan fi badami. 
the one is healthy with his body. Aminan fi sirbi, the one who is safe in his home. When you, when you close your door, you are sure that no one going to yeah. kill you, no one going to come to rap you. With the three things the person who have, Look like this. Like as you have the, from the earth, control like this is in your hand. How, how many of us who's living out of the refugee camp, the people struggling in this in different area, not a specific only in East Sudan or Sudan, even South the situation is very bad. May Allah make them easy. Amen. Go to Bangladesh, go to India, go to Pakistan, go to Kashmir, Afghanistan, Gaza, Palestine, Syria, whatever. When you compare those people, the majority of them really, especially the poor people who are struggling, mm-hmm. you are talking about they have nothing to eat daily. And when you have this thing for yourself, and Allah, Rasulullah, he mentioned to you that you are a person who earned the whole world, you have to thank Allah. You because have the tomorrow, whole world like in we your say, hand. Yeah, well, like we say, tomorrow, it's a very long way to go, to be honest. Trust <laughs> Allah. Yeah. Tomorrow is not in your hand. Today, <coughs> whatever you have today, try yeah. to act the right action with Allah Jalla Tawadratu. Try to give whatever you can. Don't say to me, I have a chance to do it tomorrow. So if we if we take it from that angle, that we have everything. Mm-hmm. All of us who live in, for example, let us say in the UK, mm-hmm. because we are in Birmingham and London. Everyone from us, I don't think that less than 90%, maybe 80% in UK in total, the majority they have income from job or they have income from social security or from job security allowance, whoever. You cannot find 50% of the UK nation that they are hungry, they are out of nothing to eat, no way. Of course, there are people living in the street, there could be some person of that, not the number can be like this is part of the society. Look at those people, how many we have. We, we, we are secure not for daily food, we are secure for food for the month, food for the year, uh, treatment for the rest of your life, because the hospital. We are talking about the people that not, you have been treated, mm-hmm. actually, doctor, with clean water, you can get it access easy, just go to the camp in open it. Mm-hmm. It's for the thing for the people. The, where I've been seeing with my ass, they stand in the, in the queue, sometimes the whole day to get it few uh, waters. And that water is not clean water. Me mm. and you, we cannot drink that water, to be honest, certainly. But to mm. get that water for them is very big, uh, struggling. So now, when you think about yourself, how much blessing you have in your life? This blessing, you have it, you have to share with another to get more blessing, not in this life. And I swear by Allah, even in this world, in this earth, you will see whatever you give, the return of that in your life. Mm-hmm. Allah will show you. Mm-hmm. But the most important, you will have it the day of the judgment, Yom Al-Qiyamah, the, the day everyone going to run from each other on yourself and you did, you had between you and Allah. All of us are being tested. Those tested with hunger, their test is, is clear for them. But those of us who are being tested with plenty and excess, and surplus, it's harder for us to recognize, you know, the, the the test that we're in sometimes, that the duty that we have to share that surplus and uh, excess. 
Barakallah Fiqh Sheikh. Um, really, uh, you know, uh, happy to speak to you. Um, I hope uh, I haven't gone taken too much of your time. But oh, uh, yeah. uh, we'll speak soon, inshallah. And uh, just as a reminder, just a final reminder where the audience can maybe uh, uh, what projects they can get involved in and donate and support for Ithar Relief, inshallah. Okay. Jazakallah khadr to Saman and Sam 21 for the beautiful opportunity to give us this. What I want to say to my dear brothers and sisters who listen to me, mm-hmm. remember first thing, and you have to thank Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah has extended in your lifetime that you have seen in life you have today. If you want to understand the meaning of this part of my message, just look to back how many of your loved brothers and sisters they were with us last Ramadan, they returned to Allah SWT. May Allah grant them Jannah mm-hmm. and give patience to the rest of the family and give us the good opportunity to worship Allah in the best manner where Allah can accept us. This is, you are lucky, Allah give you a chance. Inshallah, may Allah give us opportunity to attend Ramadan, Inshallah ta'ala, to worship Ramadan uh, the way Allah can accept us. So, but prepare yourself to be close to Allah to enter Ramadan with plan to give for the sake of Allah We in Isar Relief, we work in Yemen, in Djibouti, in Ethiopia, in Sudan, with the, the refugee and with the local community. That means everyone benefits from the, what you're going to uh, donate, not only the refugee, but even the local communities close with the refugee in the same camp, in the same area. We are very act- active in Ramadan, like, you know, to feed the people with necessary things. They can have breakfast, break the, the, the fast when they're fasting. We don't want to let them continue to fast 24 hours. So share with, with us with whatever you have. That is, like we say, that's your credit, your malqiyama. That is what you're going to get it when you return to Allah Azza wa That is what you're going to take with yourself in the grave. What that is, you're going to sit in front of Allah when you stand up in front of Allah al You have good opportunity, share with us for the sake of Allah Azza wa and to minimize the hunger and the struggling for the people in need. And those people, in reality, to be honest, if you just go back, our history, all my dear brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. we are Eritrean people. We are so proud one day to be one of the people who welcomed the companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before he'd been welcomed in Medina to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the first journey, journey to Abyssinia. Al-Habasha, they enter from Jazeera. They come, the first land where been entered, the foot of the Sahaba was Eritrea. Mm-hmm. We, we have been proud to, 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 to welcome and Nabi Assam mentioned has called to our land are the Sidq, the land of the trust. So we have right with you to be a part of your plan, part of your sadaqah, uh, because we have been related with Islam, we have been related with humanity, and we work with the people in need. So I hope so, inshallah, through this message, my message could reach your heart. May Allah open to your heart and to your mind to give for the sake of Allah, to build for yourself house in Jannah, inshallah. Ta'ala. Barakallah Fiqh Sheikh and uh, with that I would say Jazakumullah Khairan for joining us uh, May Allah reward you and uh, keep you and Ithar Relief brothers and sisters there steadfast in uh, the excellent work that you're doing MashaAllah Tabarakallah and uh, Jazakumullah Khairan to you at home for watching remember to donate to Ithar Relief uh, remember to also remember uh, your parents your friends family children in your intention when to maximize the reward for your sadaqah as well and remember me and the psalm trinity as well inshallah 
carry on with the great preparation for Ramadan. Uh, get involved in the comments uh, below. D- uh, discuss, you know, what do you uh, agree with, disagree with. Um, um, I'd particularly like to hear the brothers and sisters' um, views about the strategic, you know, uh, element of any ideas of how to alleviate poverty. Uh, just a final reminder: if you like this podcast, give it a like and a share, and uh, yeah, consider uh, supporting Sam Transparency as well as uh, Ethar Relief. That's it from myself and Sam Transparency team. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh.